Welcome to the Live Your Wildest Life podcast. I'm your host, Gabriella Wilder, certified mindset coach and personal development junkie. I'm a positivity queen and a huge advocate for living your wildest life. Here's to us girls, the dreamers, the doers, the ones that live unapologetically and always want more. Each week, I'll be dishing out quick mindset tips and interviews with people who are following their dreams and living their wildest life. If you want to learn what it takes to go from broken babe to boss babe, you are in the right place. It starts with your mindset and a whole lot of spiritual tools that we will be sharing too. Now, are you ready to stop letting fear hold you back? Take charge of your life and start living the wildest version of it. Ready, set, let's do this. Happy Wednesday, babes. I am so excited to be back with another interview episode. This one was incredible. I met this babe through Instagram um, and we just connected and honestly she has so many amazing things to say about Ayurveda and Vedic astrology which is different than Western astrology so if you've never heard of Ayurveda or Vedic astrology stay tuned for this episode because it is so good and it's loaded and filled with info. So this week's episode, I am so pleased to announce our guest is Tara Lee, who is an Ayurvedic consultant and Vedic astrologer. Tara uses alternative ancient scientific methods to guide and enable soul-led entrepreneurs by giving them the practical tools to develop and leverage their energies for the ultimate unfoldment of their soul's purpose to make an impact in the world. Guys, she talks about how she got started in her journey, what Ayurveda and Vedic astrology is, how they differ from the Western methods, and she just has some such great advice. I know you guys are going to love this episode just as much as I do. Um, I will leave all of Tara's contact info in the show notes so you guys can follow along. Um, and without further ado, welcome to this week's episode. Welcome, Tara. How are you today? Very well, thank you. I'm excited to be on your show. I'm so excited to have you. Um, so before we get into all of the juicy details of what you do, um, which is incredible, uh, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself and just give us a little backstory on you and then how you got started in Ayurveda and Vedic astrology. Yeah, sure. So uh, like you said, I'm an Ayurvedic consult and also a Vedic astrologer. Uh, and how I came across uh, Ayurveda was uh, through my mother's uh, battle with uh, cancer. Uh, she struggled for about six years and during that time, I really um, looked to all alternative methods and I couldn't really find um, a system that could address all the answers that I had about her illness. 
Uh, and unfortunately, it wasn't until she uh, lost her battle with cancer that I came across Ayurveda. And it was on a plane ride home um, after she'd actually passed away. And I was reading this book on energy medicine. And they mentioned Ayurveda. And it's just like my soul um, like intuitively knew that I had to pursue it. Uh, so yeah, as soon as I, I landed, I actually looked up um, where they taught um, Ayurveda. And yeah, I just, I just pursued it from there. Um, and then with my journey with Ayurvedic medicine, I, I dove into Vedic astrology and they kind of pair up with each other. Okay. Um, so they complement each other. They call them the sister sciences along with um, yoga as well. And yeah, that's where my love of, of Vedic astrology amplifying um, Ayurveda came through. Wow, that's that's a crazy story of how you found it. Um, so does it almost feel like you helping others with this journey is sort of like honoring your mom now? Yes, she is definitely, um, yeah, the whole reason that I'm doing this. And she definitely gives me the strength uh, to, to pursue it and that incredible, uh, yeah, inspiration and passion for it, definitely. I love that. Um, okay, so for the people that don't yet know what Vedic astrology is, like I um, know a bit about it, but not a crazy, like I'm, I don't know that much. That's why I'm like, I need to have you on here and talk about this. Um, yes. So what, like how is that different than Western astrology? Like what are the main differences? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the main difference, and I, I do get asked this um, a lot, is with Western astrology, it's based on, without going too technical, it's based on the tropical system, which means that it's based on our equinoxes. So whereas Vedic astrology is based on the sidereal system, which is calculated from the fixed stars. So the main difference with that is uh, because over the years, the stars have slowly changed their location, like relative to our earth, um, it means that there's been like a 24 degree variance between that um tropical system and the actual constellations okay so um that's why there is a bit of a discrepancy between the western and the vedic astrology now um so that that is the main difference so with the western and the vedic that's why that 24 degree discrepancy can sometimes mean people have a different star sign in each of the systems. Um, and there's a lot of debate which one's more accurate or has more merit. Um, but because the Vedic astrology is based more on the fixed astronomy, it has more merit in like a science, like mathematical perspective, okay. but um, not discounting any of the methods. Like I think, the Western uh, method as well, uh, Western astrology, has so uh, so many great astrologers and the information I, I rest on as well. So, yeah. Okay. And then I feel like because Western astrology is so, like, mainstream right now, you can literally download yes. apps. You can just, like, log on magazine websites and they'll tell you, like, what's going on. Um, is it that easy to find your... Vedic astrology chart like how does that work where's like if you're not gonna 
if you're just like starting or diving into this, is there like little like cheat sheets where you can kind of find what you are and then look into getting a more detailed reading? Yes, I, I do have to acknowledge that the Vedic system is a lot um, more difficult because <laughs> like you said, it's not, it's not as mainstream. Um, so a little is a little bit more difficult to find the information and, and get that um, okay. chart reading. There is a, a website called um, astroved.com. Okay. Uh, which you can actually go and get your, um, yeah, your Vedic chart, um, a free chart um, reading done. Um, so that's really good. That's a great place to start. And then from that, you can start um, building upon it. But I just, I just say to people just, um, yeah, don't get too overwhelmed by it. Just look at, you know, uh, one part of the chart at a time mm -hmm. otherwise yeah it's very overwhelming <laughs> that's um, why I'm like I, <laughs> I stick with professionals that know how to read it but it's just more so to like see where the differences are like on a quick glance like to see if you're still the same signs or in the same yeah, yeah definitely that that is a great place to start and the other the other main difference between the western and the Vedic is that in the, uh, in the western side um you know there's more emphasis on the sun sign mm -hmm. whereas in vedic it's more uh on the rising sign so what we call the ascendant sign yep um and then the moon as well is uh the second important uh planet and then it is the sun so yeah if so for example in india where this is practiced you know um daily um and it's really rested upon um if someone asks you what your sign is um they would be referring to your ascendant sign rather than your your sun sign. Okay. And then with that 24 degree difference, um, mm. is there chances that people can be in different signs than they are in Western? Yes, yes. Okay, so it could switch. Definitely. Yeah, so it's really interesting to know, um, you know, look look at your um, your signs in both of the systems and, and really see which one resonates with you. Okay. Um, because, you know, in the Western signs, you might have, have been a Capricorn and you might have thought, oh, I've, I've so always resonated with uh, Sagittarius. Um, so it might be that in the Vedic system, you are a Sagittarius. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see. Okay. That's awesome. And then how do you combine um, the Vedic astrology with your Ayurveda um, like readings or consultations? How does knowing both of those give your clients the chance to better connect with themselves? Yeah, I love that. So uh, Vedic astrology has really deepened my understanding more of the, the astral body. So what impacts the physical body um, and the, the Vedic is really, it's really a diagnostic tool and a confirmation tool that helps me with my Ayurvedic treatments. So if I bring that back, so Vedic astrology is more of the medical system um, based upon Ayurveda, while Ayurveda contains more about the timing of the disease, the treatment and that's based on Vedic astrology. So they really like intertwine with each other and strengthen each other. So um, where the astrology is more about, um, more about the mental and the soul side of things, um, Ayurvedic is more about the physical health of the body. 
Okay, so I know there are three categories of the physical body in Ayurveda, right? It's like Kappa. I, yes, right? uh, so there's there's Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. Yes, okay. you're right. Okay. Have you had your son before? Do you know what um, you are? No, so I did a test like a while ago, and I don't remember um, because I was, I have the book, like the Ayurveda book from Sahara Rose. Rose, yep. yep. Yeah, so I have her book. I was just kind of dabbling in it a couple years ago um, and then just put it down and haven't really gone back. But um, what are the main differences like between the two, like the three? Between the three. So the Vata Dosha is more, uh, so it's the air um, sign. So if you have the Vata Dosha physically, you're typically, um, you could be like, typically you're tall, um, thinner build, like you're physically, you're, you know, um, thinner. Um, whereas uh, Pitta is the fire dosha, so um, you're more likely to put on muscle really easy. You've got more of that athletic build on your body. Um, you um, typically have like freckles. This is very overview mm -hmm. here. Um, and whereas Kapha is the earth, so more of the earth um, energy. So um, typically more. Um, more of a big bone structure and um that really like uh, like kaffirs are so beautiful because they've got this how they talk is just very slow and very rhythmic um and they just have this really um like mother earth energy to them um so yeah so you can you, everyone has elements of all these three doshas in them but you okay. will be predominant in one um, and so in Ayurveda, you have your Prakriti and your Vikriti. So your Prakriti is what you're born with. So that's the dosha that you're born with. So say you could be born like a, a Vata Pitta. And then uh, as you've gone through life, you might have become imbalanced. So okay. what, what Ayurveda does is it gives us remedies of what we should be eating or not eating or what herbs we should be uh, implementing in our diet or what exercises we should be doing so we can get back to um, the dosha that we're born with. Okay. That makes sense. So in yep. Ayurveda, we're always bringing ourselves back to the, back to the start. And the, and the really great thing, how this ties in with um, Vedic astrology is we can easily see from the astrology chart uh, what your property is from your rising sign. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask. Cause I'm like, when you do the test, you're obviously doing like, I know there's a bunch of tests online that you can do to find out what you are. Um, or even in that book that I had, if like before you get your reading, um, but you're basically answering those questions based on what you are, at the what moment. you are now, so, like, how can you yes. figure out what you were, but you're saying you can do that through the Vedic astrology. Yes, and because it's so hard if you're trying to do that test, thinking about how you were as a child, <laughs> which you can do, you can still get close to what your property is. But I've found that just looking at the chart, looking at the ascendant sign um, is such a quick uh, calculate, calculation and you've, t you've taken all the, um, yeah, the guesswork out of it. Okay. And then once you know what you were born with, and then 
um, or like putting into practice things to get you back into balance to like get there. Um, mm -hmm. How can that start affecting the way you live your life? Like the way things happen around you? Like how does that all play? How does that all tie in? Yeah, definitely. So when you've come back into balance and you're living um, to your dosha style, uh, you're feeling flow. And, okay. th and the great thing about that is when your doshas are balanced, it doesn't mean that you have to continue eating like a specific um, remedy or diet or anything like that. Once you're in balance, you can have a little bit of um, this that's, you know, that your typical dosha shouldn't have. And you can, you know, um, indulge in um, some activities that, um, you know, your dosha type wouldn't normally have. But because you're in balance, you can easily, um, you know, wander off the path and it's not detrimental to your health, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're always, always trying to rebalance and, yeah, you'll be at your optimum health when you're mental, emotional and physical when you're in your balance. Okay, sweet. Because I remember reading um, somewhere a while back when I was, like, first looking into this that if you were like a certain dosha you shouldn't start the day with like warm foods and like the like this is that sort of like something that you guys talk about when you do readings of like how you should start yeah. day and what foods you should be incorporating in your day yeah definitely okay. so with with ayurveda we definitely have like a protocol that we start our days with um and what works best for you for your dosha got it um yeah, definitely. Um, it that keeps you in balance and and keeps you optimal. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so I know one part of your sessions that you do with your clients focuses on past karma. Why is knowing this important? Yes. So um, Vedic astrology. Um, it also it means the science of light, but it's also referred to as the science of karma. So why we believe that karma is so important is that it's, it's, uh, uh, it's important for a means of rectification. So both Ayurveda and Vedic astrology um, can really help us um, like remedy our karma that we've got. So the, it shows our potential. It shows in, in our chart, it shows what our talents are, um, what our purpose is here, um, and what we've incarnated in this lifetime to, to do in the world. And in Ayurveda and Vedic astrology, we believe that uh, our purpose here um, is, is something that is vital for our health, like that we need to be living in the purpose. Okay, so when you say karma, is it like, I know that word's been thrown around this last like decade, like a lot, like, oh, karma will get that person or like, oh, karma will come to you. Um, is that sort of what you mean when you are talking about karma? Like, what does that refer to? Yeah, definitely. Um, so well, how um, Ayurveda and Vedic astrology looks at it is that the karma isn't fatalistic or predetermined at all so okay. you, ha you haven't come into this life and um you know this is your plan from from birth to death like 
that isn't, um, I, I feel that that's a really disempowering way to look at it. Okay. Um, whereas the, the Vedic astrology gives you that empowerment to um, say, look, this is, this is your chart. It's kind of like as an analogy, like the, from a deck of cards, these are the cards that you've been dealt, but it's completely up to you how you play it. So why in this lifetime you can have um, certain gifts, certain qualities, um, it doesn't mean, and probabilities that things are likely to happen to you in this life, but there's all different remedies. And that's what I love about Vedic astrology is it really emphasizes on remedies on how to move through different uh, difficult planet placements um, and any yeah potential um, difficulties and challenges that you can have in your life. So yeah, when I talk about karma, I talk about it in a, um, a positive way on, yeah, what, how you can progress your soul, um, how you can progress your soul forward in this lifetime. I love that analogy. Like these are the cards you've been dealt and then you can choose how to play them. Oh, that was so yes. good. That was so good. Um, okay. So how can the listeners get a hold of you, find you on social media, work with you and book their own sessions with you? Yeah, definitely. So um, your listeners can find me at uh, Tara with double R, Lee.com.au. And I'm also on Instagram. Um, I'm actually Tara with uh, double R, double E, Rulo with double um, L, lots of double letters there i will put them all in the um, show notes so everyone can just <laughs> click but yes yeah perfect um okay and then we're gonna do our rapid fire questions that i ask all of our guests and then i'll get you to just close with any last thoughts you want the listeners to know about what you do great um, are you ready yes i'm ready okay. So what is a daily practice or ritual that you do every single day? So one thing that you have to do no matter where you are, no matter who is around, that starts your morning off. I hope this is not going to be too weird, but this is my Ayurvedic uh, coming out. Tongue, <laughs> scrape, tongue scraping is non-negotiable for me. Oh my God, I do uh, that too. It's <laughs> you <totally> life-changing. <laughs> It is life changing. Oh. It definitely is. I, I just don't feel right if that if that doesn't happen. Uh, it's so good for you know in clearing the toxins and um, yeah, just overall promoting like um, stimulating our internal organs and everything like that. It's if I could recommend yeah one thing to implement into your daily routine. Um, yeah, definitely that. Yeah, I literally do that first thing in the morning before I, like before I brush my teeth and stuff. I like tongue scrape and then I'm like okay ready to start my day yes <laughs> um okay so what's something recent that you've manifested I have to say the most recent thing I've manifested is going on adventures I'd been writing in my journal that I wanted to go on trekking adventures and I just wanted to wake up and just go walking and hiking and things like that and um during this time with um yeah with the with everything shutting down, I had that opportunity too. So I feel like that I definitely manifested. I love that. Um, what book are you currently reading? Oh, I'm reading two at the moment. I'm alternating between nonfiction and fiction now, but I am reading, uh, my nonfiction book that I'm reading is called uh, Chillpreneur. 
um, by uh, Dennis Thomas. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. So it's really about the new rules of creating success and freedom and um, different ways of thinking about abundance. So yeah, Ooh, I love that. It's good. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Okay. And then what's your secret obsession? So something that not many people know about you. This is going to, yeah, (laughs) be shocking. But I am actually really a bit of a rev head. I'm completely into my cars. So no one is really knows that about me because I'm, you know, into the environment and um, yeah, into, you know, more of the metaphysical type of things. But Mm -hmm. I actually love my cars and motorbikes. So that is a bit of a field. I love that. What would be your dream car? Oh, um, Bugatti. I really Ooh, like those. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Who would you want to be stuck in an elevator with for 10 minutes? Oh, you know what? I, I would have to say Dr. Joe Dispenza. Ooh, okay. His work, but, um, I did get the opportunity to, I was actually staying in his hotel where he was staying and I bumped into him at the breakfast and I was, I remember being so starstruck. I actually didn't say anything to him and I just really regret that. So yeah, it would definitely be him. I'd have <laughs> a lot of questions to ask him. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. So we're going to throw back to MTV Cribs and if I were to pull open your fridge right now, what would I find? You would find a massive tub of hummus and uh, tofu, definitely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite stone or crystal if you use them? Oh, I love this one. I love black tourmaline. Um, it, it's um, such a, like a grounding stone, but it's also really good for like uh, energetically supporting the body, like clearing like negative energy or, um, and the uh, aura as well, um, clearing the aura. So yeah, that one's, that's my favorite. Oh, I love that. And then what is your favorite quote or piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, you know what? I think I would have to say, um and this is a bit left of field but my favorite saying is there would be no game of chess if the pawns refused to play and I love that because I love references to the chess board and and the game I think it has a lot of really powerful analogies but it just makes me feel really empowered like us the people we don't realize how much power we actually have um and yeah, so I always, I always think that is really empowering that we can, um, together we can achieve anything. I love that. Um, okay, so I'm gonna ask you one more question that, um, and then we'll get you to talk about anything else you wanna end the podcast on. But when you started your Ayurvedic journey, um, mm-hmm. were you living in your dosha? <gasps> yes. But I was, I was very out of balance. Okay. I was very out of balance. So I was Vata, like my, um, my two doshas is um, predominant, but is Vata and Pitta, but I was definitely more in my Vata and Vata is more um, like more scattered, more um, anxious, more, I guess, more dreamy. So I just needed a lot more grounding and so 
that with now I know like what foods I should be eating, what type of exercises. So before, before I knew what my dosha was, I loved doing really intense uh, physical exercise. Mm-hmm. And then once I learned what that, you know, that my dosha was vata, I realized that I needed to incorporate more yoga and, um, you know, things that were going to be more grounding for me. Um, which I really resisted, which was interesting um, until I knew I had the awareness around it um, and more of that slow movement like Pilates. And it was so much better for my body and I ended up having so much more energy. Like I didn't realise that I was burning myself out because Mm -hmm. of that Vata. And so Vata has more of that energy of like burnout um, and that type of energy with, with the Vata. So yeah, you need more of that grounding. And I think that's why I like the, the black tourmaline as well, because it keeps me very centered. I love that. Okay. So what is any last piece um, of advice, of information that you're feeling called to share right now with the guests? Yeah, I think I'd really like to invite your guests to look into astrology because I think it can be a really empowering like self-revelation tool. And, and the more we know about ourselves, even, you know, knowing your dosha type, I think that knowledge is power. And so having as much self-awareness is, is really powerful to implement into your life. So, yeah, I really encourage everyone to look into their dosha type and look into their natal chart, so their birth chart. And, um, yeah, it will really help, help you through your life. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, that was an amazing amount of information. Um, and then I will put all of your info in the show notes so everyone can find you and book their own sessions with you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Guys, I hope you loved that episode just as much as I loved recording it. It was so fun connecting with Tara and just hearing the amazing things that Ayurveda can do for you and Vedic astrology, how it differs from Western and what that means. I mean, I know that I was taking notes while we were podcasting, so I hope you did too. Um, Once again, I will put all of Tara's info in the show notes below, so feel free to look at that. This week, we're not going to have any journal prompts for the episode as I am running a 30 days of journal prompts on my Instagram. So if you don't yet follow me on Instagram, go ahead and give me a follow. If you haven't yet started the 30 days of journal prompts, there's a highlight on my Instagram page and you can start from the beginning, start from day one. Um... It's been so good so far. I believe we're on day 11. Then when this podcast will come out, it'll be on day 10 or 11. And um, yeah, it's been incredible just seeing everyone's responses and how they are loving the journal prompts. So um, definitely do that. And then join our Facebook group, which is the Your Wildest Life Tribe And the link to join the Facebook group, the private Facebook group of High Vibe Women is in my Instagram bio. So again, give me a follow on Instagram. Go 
add yourself into the Facebook group, uh, request to join the Facebook group, which is in my bio, and start the 30-day journal prompts because they are life-changing. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. You are now one step closer to living your wildest life. If you loved this episode, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends. Sharing's good karma. Tag me when you guys listen on Instagram at Gabrielle Wilder. And remember that you can find all of today's info in our show notes. Babe, you are a wild one. So go out and crush those goals and start living your wildest life. You are worth it. Ready, set, see you next week.